Alright, what's up guys? It's the Performance Academy Podcast, episode 7? Seven? Seven, seven. 7. That's what's up. Um, definitely been away more than two weeks, but that's alright. We're just pumping them out. Pumping them out. My co-host? Josh, with me. That's what's up, too. Alright, and we're back. Um, So, man, what's, my, what's been going on? Um, I think. Um, well, first we'll start with our fitness. You want to go first? You go first. You go first. Talk about your triathlon. Alright. So... Last time we were here, I don't remember what we talked about, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't canceled at that point, right? No, it wasn't. So it got canceled, COVID. Fuck, um, fuck Newsom. Fuck uh, <laughs> Garcetti. Especially fuck him because it's in LA County and Venice. So I have a feeling he had something to do with that, shutting it down. It's supposed to be October 25th. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not too mad about it because I was kind of expecting it. Kind of the way things were trending is like Orange County was kind of opening back up. LA County wasn't as much, so it's whatever, um, you know, I trained, I, I learned about a month out, so I was like, at this point, I've trained for the last three months for this, um, I'm gonna do it, you know, that's what, um, yeah. that's what I feel like anyone would do, you know, maybe not everyone, but, uh, people that, mo- I was thinking, the people that motivate me, like the, the Goggins, the, the Cameron Haynes, the, the, uh, Jocko Willink or whatever, mm-hmm. they they don't they wouldn't give a fuck whether or not it was f- legit for for a thing or you or know not. what Jocko would say. Good, yeah, good. It got canceled. <laughs> good, because now honestly it makes it a little bit harder on me. Um, yeah. it, you know I was kind of banking on just the adrenaline of the competition. I haven't competed in a long time. I was you know, you know, competing against other people. The adrenaline, um, from a more of a strategy point standpoint i was hoping during the bike i'd be able to draft off some people and kind of cycle in and out so i wouldn't have to be working the whole time um and you know obviously the less i have to work and still keeping up a good pace is ideal for me right <laughs> so um it's gonna it's, i mean you could always draft off some people in the riverbed in between you know no no <laughs> some, there's, uh, there's some, some weekend warriors just pulling yeah, behind some, them and start yeah, drafting no. like, what's going on <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna be going fast enough so that's unfortunate uh, in that aspect, but whatever, it's no big deal. I'm still shooting for my three hours. Um, I, I didn't get my bike in either, no. which is no, which um, that's crazy. COVID too. I was supposed to get it at the end of September, and now it is October eighth, as of the day that we're recording this, and I'm doing it Sunday. I don't know if I said that already. It was supposed to be October twenty fifth, but I'm just doing it two weeks earlier because I'm, uh, you know, I I peaked. I'm peaking. A training i'm kind of sick of it at this point of doing the swimming the bike and the running i'm kind of over it i want to move on to some new fun stuff um it got rescheduled in may i believe of next year so when that comes back around i might do a legit one but for right now i'm just doing it by myself and uh no no new no bike so that kind of sucks you know it's whatever it's not a huge deal it's the same one i've been training with but it would have been nice to have a little bit better bike. Obviously, it's not the equipment that's going to make or break it, but it definitely is lighter, better um, group set, better tires, more aerodynamic. So it would have helped a little bit, but it's not a huge deal. Um, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a swim 1,500 meters down at Corny Corner, the bay there. And then I'm going to hop on my bike, ride over the, the San Gabriel, go up and down back home and then just do a loop around my house 6.2 and then that's that um yeah 
I'm just looking forward to training after that because, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of burnt out on this particular kind of training. It's been fun. It's been really enjoyable. Learned lots of new stuff and really pushed it, like, physiologically. I've never been in this good of cardiovascular shape. Um, yeah, so it's interesting, but ready to move on to these I things. I know, considering I remember a couple months ago you said you don't do cardio at all. Remember that? No, I mean, yeah. Like, at the beginning of quarantine, uh, <clears throat> I was like, you know, let me just – fuck around, run a little bit, you know, mix it up with, um, cause I was doing a lot more like athletic kind of training, I guess, like GPP, GPP stuff. Um, just muscular endurance, power, a little bit of everything. You could say like undulate kind of training style, but it was pretty unstructured. And I was like, Oh, let me do some running too. And I, I legit just normally I do like lap around my block, probably like a couple miles, maybe not even two miles. And I was having to stop and slow down and walk. My cardio was so piss poor. Um, and then it took another couple months or so before I got the idea to do the triathlon training. And the way it just ramped up and I got such good cardio so fast, it was like crazy. Yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah. So I know I know when I – so I did I – did, I, I scheduled it for like four months of training this time. If I do do the one in May, I'm probably going to do more like two weeks – or sorry, two weeks, uh, two months, a little bit shorter – um, just cause I, I can dial it in better and I, I know what I need to work on and, uh, you know, hopefully you can my, maintain like that my, baseline conditioning. Yeah. That's another thing too. Cause I had to kind of get the, the base cardiovascular base before I could, uh, really, you know, work from something, you know? So I'll hopefully have that at that point. I'm not going to let my cardio slip that much. Um, I plan to do some jujitsu. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, him doing jujitsu with uh, Josh. Yeah, we're shooting for Wednesdays, I think. Um, so that will help my cardio, and then eventually I will get my own bike, and I'm gonna try and do keep up with the cycling every once in a while. But I'm gonna put the stop on the running because ultimately I don't think that's the best way to improve your cardio unless you are doing a running event. Um, so I'm gonna stop the running up until I do the uh, the legit triathlon, and then swimming. I might throw in here or there, but I just, it's, it's tough. Yeah. I don't like to do as much as cycling. And I think to, that's the reason why I'm getting kind of burnt out on it is I don't like running or swimming really. I only like cycling. And, uh, so like two thirds of it kind of sucks, you know, um, not sucks, but it isn't as enjoyable. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what's going on right now. Pretty excited, a little nervous, but it, it should be fun. That's what's up. That's what's up. And you? I think I'm like, uh, I don't know, I'm around five or six weeks into like my new training, like t I think, maybe maybe week seven, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as like the volume, like my body can tolerate it now between all like the running, swimming, lifting, and jujitsu. I mean, I, it can tolerate it, but still like I, I notice it, you know, it's still, it's still it's uh, beat up pretty, pretty good, you know. But I can do a lot more now than I could have in the first few weeks. Um, and everything's kind of going going well. Um, it's just you know like I try to structure my my weeks so like my my hardest trainings in the beginning, and kind of taper down a little bit, um, and then preferably have Saturday and Sunday kind of off. But with the amount of training like I want to do in the week, I might have to do something light on Saturday, just so I can like taper down a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and spread it out and help with recovery. And still, I, I'm gonna need Sundays completely off. But I'm noticing too that like uh, so I'm trying to sweat goal is swimming three days a week right now 
might have to go up to four at some point um, later on down the road, but I probably won't be for a while. But I'm goals three, and I'm consistently getting two. But I'm finding that the swimming's really helping, kind of like like with recovery, you know, because I'm not. It's not like I'm doing like really high intensity with my swimming right now. It's more so technique and like. Yeah, you know. plus it's low impact in your body. Yeah, exactly. So like I usually do that, like say like after I lift or after jujitsu, because I uh, like my jujitsu class is like six in the morning, you know, so I get that done, beat up, and then I usually just try to like eat, get some carbs back in, and then I usually have like a, a lifting day after that as well. So, but um, I'm just noticing that uh, like my uh, my resting heart rate is coming down a lot. I was telling Zach earlier, um, my watch tells me I'm at like in the mid fifties right now, and I went to the doctor's last week. To get something checked up on, and uh, they said I was at 51. So, um, training's definitely working. And I'm not, not to brag, but I'm at 41. So, yeah, <laughs> see, I'm trying to get down even more, but uh, yeah, just everything's starting to feel a lot better. Like, it's not such a pain. Like, jujitsu's feeling better too. I'm feeling more like you know, because I took a long break from it. I'm feeling more comfortable in the water too. That's just about putting time in. It's like I don't really like swimming per se or whatnot, you know, and like I'm. Um, but I'm just putting time in and it's starting to feel a lot better. Um, the stroke I'm working on, the combat side strokes, feeling uh, feeling like I'm actually doing it now. I definitely have a strong side and a weak side, but just just putting the reps in. Um, what else is there? Uh, let's see. Kind of burp. Or maybe not. Jk. Um, it's like, but yeah, that's the only thing. It's just like I'm trying to recoveries. Um, that's the, that's kind of the name of the game for me, and trying to get in enough calories to. Uh, I'm actually trying to put on a few more pounds if I can because. It'll help, but um, yeah, I, have, I think yesterday I had two workouts and I was supposed to eat 4,020 calories, so I had to, had to drink a lot of them because I couldn't eat that much food, so I just eat to get by. Like 4,020 or 4,200? 4,020. Oh, 20. Okay. Yeah. Um, but all my stuff's doing pretty well. My um, interval runs, my quarter mile uh, intervals, um, right now I'm doing five quarter mile intervals with a, uh, it takes me about now, uh, yesterday, uh, two days ago I did it, it was about minute 30 per quarter mile. Um, and then I take a three minute rest cause that's about, uh, two times, you know, two times, uh, the, the work interval, the work, the work rate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Work to rest. Yeah. yeah. Work to rest ratio. Um, and so like that time's coming down. I was at 140 about, um, a few weeks ago when I was doing that. So that's coming down. So that's that like oxidative. Yeah. Kind of and I'm thing. feeling better. Like I, I, I'm noticing it while I'm running, like I can go faster and it feels better. And then I check the time to like actually see what the time was. And it was like 10 seconds faster. But like while I'm running, like I, I'm feeling better doing it as well. Nice. Um, yeah. And then so I'm just also trying to, after that, you know, try to stretch a little bit. Because I'm always, you know, that's a big problem I have is being flexibility and whatnot. So I try to do a little bit of stretching and whatnot. But um, big stretching guy. Yeah. Trying to at least. And then the jujitsu helps a lot too. Like that's kind of like that's not really an aerobic exercise. That's more kind of like a. Um, uh, kind of interval training and yeah because like there's you, you work hard and then you get to like a position you kind of hold it and then you fight hard and then you well there's lots of different things going on there is there, yeah there's a lot because there's explosion yeah there's and a lot like you know you have to insert yourself really hard but then yeah like you said it's more interval kind yeah of. so it helps a lot but like that's also like a very like taxing on my body too for sure you know so like this week i would do two days a week uh, of jujitsu one more tomorrow um but that's very taxing um so the only thing that's kind of like like I don't like uh, is it's hard to keep up my strength like my relative strength is so good you know for like my body weight and like the amount of like endurance defense endurance training I'm doing like I'm noticing it's hard to like keep up with like the numbers I was doing beforehand oh, when I sure. was just doing like lifting for the most part you know and yeah. that's just because like that whole like conversion of muscle fiber types too I'm so scared when I go back yeah 
Because it's a really, it's a, like, it's a legitimate thing, you know? Yeah, 100%. And it kind of sucks because, like, it's part of it's my ego, you know? Because, like, I'm a kinesiology personal trainer. Like, like, people know that, like, I lift and whatnot, too. But, like, it's not, like, compared to, like, people who just lift, like, I'm not doing anything impressive, you know? Like, I have a good program, and, like, but, like, I'm training for something different, you know? And I yeah. liked it. Like, I liked pushing those numbers and having fun with it, you know, like a lot of people do. But, like, it's just not happening now. Like, I'm fighting to hold my, but, my strength. You know, so that's the problem with um. I feel like social media yeah. nowadays and fitness is is all about the physique and what you look like and how you know you're just yeah. betrayal. But yeah. but there's more to fitness than just physique. Your yeah. body composition. You know, there's maximal strength. There's power. Yeah. There's cardiovascular, aerobic endurance. Um, there's flexibility, flexibility and mobility, and there's all these different components to fitness. But we forget all those and we just focus on physique and being as big as you can. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, it just gets boring after a while, you know? Yeah. Seeing the same, like, gigantic, you know, bodybuilder guy after another yeah. on Instagram, like, this is how you do a, a, a bench press or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, you're optimizing your body to something else. Yeah, so I just got to know, like, my goal is different. You know, which I do. That's just, like, part of me, like, kind of like doing that, too, you know? Like, I just have to realize my goals are different right now, like... I'm lifting to maintain the muscle mass that I have, and also for injury injury prevention. Those are like really, I think. Yeah. Those are the two Keep main joints reasons. strong. Yeah, that's that's really it. I'm surprised I haven't done any lifting in like yeah probably about a month, over mm-hmm. over a month, and my joints are still feeling really good, um, which is you know good. Yeah. Because uh, that's really like when I was lifting during the program, that's the only reason I was lifting was just like for you know joint health. Um. So, yeah. Um, anything else? Um, no. Don't get your hair on me. I'm allergic to you. My cat's making me appear. Um, what else there? What else there? Uh, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm going through the same thing, obviously. Probably a little bit more intense just because mine's just so hard endurance and, like, you got calisthenics and other stuff kind of going on. Yeah. But I've lost so much weight and so much definition in my arms and my shoulders and my chest and whatnot. It's like, damn, bro, this is insane. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, it's just like you, you have this goal and it, it doesn't really matter what I look like right now. Um, so I'm pretty shredded, which is cool. <laughs> Not shredded, but like lean. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to the training going into this. Afterwards. I mean, we're both overall more athletic now than beforehand. You know? I wouldn't even say I'm very athletic right now. Like, if I had to do like... A long jump and a, and a and a vert and like a sprint. Well, I mean, you're doing a triathlon. Like that's pretty athletic, you know. It's it, it's it's what I noticed is uh, it's like the same kind of thing when I was deep in the hypertrophy training, but just on like the opposite end of it. Spectrum, yeah. Yeah, where it's like you're super optimized towards this one particular thing, which yeah. is going long distances. So I, I don't I don't feel very athletic, honestly. I, I don't. When you optimize so much to a particular thing, you lose all those others. Like, I don't feel very powerful at all. Like, I, I don't know if you saw my, um, I, I, I've recorded these videos. I did some agility drills, um, for my Instagram page and it was just like cone drills or whatever. Yeah, I saw some of them. Yeah. And, um, while I was doing it, I just felt so slow. I was just like, <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. But it's just like like you said, the muscle fiber change from one from type two more type twos to type ones, which are slow twitch and less fatigable, and agility drills are fast and explosive, yeah. you know. And then it was funny because I met up with Daniel. Actually, I think I just ran into him at Starbucks and we just sat and talked for a little bit. 
and he like just told me he's like you look like you're going slow during those i was like damn <laughs> that's that's uh i was like ah damn yeah good luck um, when you start lifting again because after the marathon dude like after your triathlon like yeah like, dude it's you're gonna be like oh my gosh this is insane i'm, I'm looking forward to it though getting back to being the kettlebell kid your ego's not gonna <laughs> yeah it's no. rough yeah um i'm just looking to get back into that gpp stuff like i'm gonna still do some cardio here and there do some jiu-jitsu training i'm gonna do some kettlebells and just compound movements i'm not gonna dive straight back into the bodybuilding stuff i just want to get that i want to be athletic again like the, the kind of training i was doing at the beginning of quarantine but more structured because at that time i was just kind of doing whatever just trying to get it done because at the time i was just like real depressed and just like just kind of going through the motions but now i'm really like ready to go and excited and kind of have a goal that time i didn't yeah i feel like what i'm doing is like a little bit more like be adequate at just at pretty much everything and with a slight bias towards endurance yeah you know yeah whereas just yours is more pure endurance just all endurance yeah mine's just like a slight bias yeah or a, yeah a bit of a bias towards endurance but you need to be generally decent at you want a waffle dude <laughs> no i'm good told you i got no appetite that's that's a bummer, huh? <laughs> Can't relate. I know. I saw you pull up the two boxes, and I was like, "Damn, this boy came to eat, huh?" Came to eat. Um. Yeah. So, anything to add with that with the training? No. You yeah. know, I do want to add though. When we get to the uh, current events later on, do you see see the Cuomo dumbbell? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me write that down so we don't forget. Yeah. I remember that. I think they were talking about they were, uh, it on Joe Rogan, dude. The Cameron Haynes podcast. No. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I know. Wasn't it with uh, Tim Dillon or something? What's that his name? Tim Dillon. Was it Tim yeah. Dillon? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Because yeah, they're talking about Italians or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, but I have the Cameron Haynes one in here, too, I want to talk about. Um, let me write that down, though. Um, dumbbell. All right, yeah, we'll get to the current events in a second. But first, um, damn, you good? <laughs> Hopefully, I have some pick out very loud. That's all right. Whatever. Yeah, my cat's yelling up a storm over here. All right, so um, we haven't really done a topic in the day because we haven't been preparing and we just kind of been. I'm just swinging it, but today we have a topic. Um, we do? <laughs> yeah, we talked about it, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Jeff Nippard um, uh, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Jeff Nippard, we're both pretty fan, good fans of him. I think you put me yeah, onto I him. I did. I don't watch him quite as much, but a, a, a video he put out um, maybe about a week ago or so was on how hard should you train, which is a, uh, it's a big topic in the fitness industry. And it seems like he kind of touches on it quite a bit, quite frequently. And, you know, there's the old school kind of thought of just go hard and just put it all out there and just beat your body up. And then there's the, um, maybe like the more new school thought of, you know, more scientific. Modulating. Yeah. Yeah. And more scientific and like, well, so he says this and you should do that and this, that and the other. RPE, RAR, stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, so there's these two different kind of, uh, theories and thoughts on how to train and what Nippar did was really cool is he talked to five different people of differing backgrounds he's got Mike Rizzotello um the goat so we we, we like what he talks about yeah, yeah. and that's my, uh, that's my father yeah <laughs> um and, and we'll go over we'll go over exactly what they said I have some notes here on what the, on what they said um in a second but we have, uh, yeah, Isertel, and then the Mountain Dog, um, what is his real name? John Meadows. John Meadows, couldn't think John of it. John Meadows is a beast ass, but I like him. 
Yeah, so he talked to him, and then he, he talked to Steppy Cohen, one of my favorites, uh, powerlifting legend, as like 20-something uh, record holders. He's, she is like the heaviest squat at like 123 body weight. She lifted like 500 pounds or something ridiculous. Yeah, that's insane. Um, so Steffi Cohen, and then uh, Dr. Helms, who I don't know quite as well. But he's cool. I don't watch as much of his stuff, but I like him as well. You, you've watched his videos? Uh, he's good or, stuff, yeah. Good okay. Stuff. Um, that was the first time I listened to him. Um, yeah, he's a doctor in, I believe it was exercise physiology or something like that. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's in the field. He's pretty jacked, too. Um, and then Greg Knuckles, I believe is how you pronounce his last yep. name, yep. Uh, a power lifter. And also... Big-time researcher. Yeah, he's yeah. big in the research, and he had his degree in, again, something kinesiology-related. I can't yeah. remember exactly. So uh, five really... I think these are all doctors, no? No, Mountain Dog is not. No, he's not. I think he's got his master's on maybe. I don't know. I pretty sure, I think he has some sort of formal education. I'm not sure. I think we talked about this before. I don't know. I I think we looked it up and we couldn't find it. Yeah. But for sure of them are for sure four of them at least are doctors. Um, John Meadows, I'm not sure. He might but, not have any. But who who cares? Whatever. Yeah. He 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 knows what he's talking about. So first we'll go over Isertel. Um, you know we've talked about him in the past because we like him a lot. But um, how hard should you train is the question. So these are just some notes that I picked up on is you shouldn't train so hard that in your next training session you can't make gains. So only pushing it as hard as you can because recovery is important. A lot of people don't consider recovery. Um, and then um, depends on where you are in the muscle cycle, which is real important too because a lot of people just kind of doing the same training over and over and over and they don't have a, a cycle to it. They're just doing the same kind of training throughout the whole year, and you're not ever deloading or peaking. You're mm -hmm. just kind of maintaining the same volume and whatnot throughout the year. So he said during the start of the muscle cycle, it's going to be less hard and lower volume, which makes sense because you're ramping it up to then at the end of the muscle cycle, very hard training and higher volumes. And then um, he talks about deload, which I think he was the only one that mentioned a deload, which is interesting. <clears throat> and then if you can't justify it, don't do it. That was another point I thought was uh, interesting. Like in so, terms of what? Um, in like exercise selection or like say pushing oh, out that Oh, having lap. a reason why you're doing what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Which a lot of people don't. Yeah, when I, whenever I talk about training people, like – like we went, like I went, I know you did too, like into such a deep dive and like his like philosophy behind training that like yeah. when I'm explaining like like programs and uh, like workouts and whatnot, like most of like my ideas are just like kind of like his his interp or his like uh, philosophy towards training, just kind of like reinterpreted or just like my work, like like because it makes sense. Like to me, it really resonated. Like mm -hmm. yeah, you want to do like you don't want to do like something. Like, reps in reserve. Yeah, you don't want to do like um, kill yourself on the first the first you know workout of the message cycle or whatnot like. You want to get like the minimum you have to do to get a stimulus, so it has to be challenging enough that you get a stimulus for the muscle to adapt. That way, that you the next time you come in, you can you can t like challenge the muscles again, mm -hmm. and also not kill yourself. So you have a, like you said a good workout the next time because you don't want to hinder your performance on the next workout. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. just like to me, it just inherently makes sense. Like that's not saying training easy, and like this, I feel like this is like his message is for people like who have training experience, or people who just want to learn more because like like. I don't know if you heard of uh, have you heard of uh, what's the the doctor Greg uh, Doucette? Yeah, 
He commented. I'm yeah, gonna, I was yeah. going to bring him up Because he's always like saying, no, like, you got to train harder than last time, all this stuff, train harder than last time. Yeah. And I think most people could benefit from that. So like when I see most people in the gym, they're very casual and lackluster, and like they just need to yeah. push harder, we'll, you know? We'll talk about that more when we come up to Steffi, but yeah, okay, 100%. But, but yeah, so like I think that like, as far as like people who like are serious about training, the people who are serious about training and have experience, like I think like Mike Israel's information is like some of the best out there. 100%. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I need to add anything. We, we've talked about Israel in the past, so we kind of know what his theory on, on training is. So to kind of sum it up, how hard should you train? Not that hard at the beginning of the meso cycle and very hard at the end of the meso cycle and then deload and then do it again. Enough to elicit a stimulus for adaptation. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So then we'll go next to Meadows. Um, his theory is a little bit different. He says uh, the more advanced you are, the harder you have to go. So when you're a beginner, you really shouldn't be doing super high volumes or super high intensity. He said mainly focus on form and um, proper movement patterns. And then as you advance... So, and he says beginners anywhere, like roughly one, two years, then intermediate, I can't remember, I didn't write exactly, but like three to four, and you can kind of steadily increase, maybe do some more complex stuff like drop sets and um, supersets and whatnot. And then um, when you get to advanced, there's no just like working on form and whatnot, you need to push it really hard. And he, he says the three main things that you really need to focus on when you're advanced training is activation, mechanical tension, and exhausting the muscle fibers. He said, if you do those three things, you're going to grow no matter what. That's the three things that muscles need. So that's an interesting concept. What do you have to say about that? I mean, it sounds... You know, I, I kind of summed it up, you know. That's not exactly what yeah. he said, but just to kind of I mean, it's a it. simplified... I feel like his method is like a simplified, like old school way of bodybuilding that's yeah. like... But like, still has like some of like the the new school like ideas of like 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 according to research, you know, like the activation and then like mechanical tension, like those mm -hmm. are like like the stuff time, we, time over tension. Yeah, the stuff that we know is like critical for hypertrophy. You yeah. Know? So like you like if you see his workouts, like like he just seems kind of like, like an old school bodybuilder, but he obviously studied it as well. Like yeah. He's not like a meathead, you know. Like we, I'm not sure, we are not sure on his like formal education and whatnot, but like whether or not he has formal education, like the guy's definitely done his research, talked to people who know their stuff, like so. Uh, it's simple. Walk the walk, too. yeah. For like, mo for a lot of people who are, like aren't really like into like all like the science behind behind it necessarily. Like he's really good for the casual audience. I'm you know, because like 100%. he kind of, um, it's it's just enough of that that um, uh, it's just doesn't get lost in the weeds. Yeah, you don't get lost in all the terminology and whatnot. He mm -hmm. gives you just enough and a game plan to kind of follow because that stuff's all important. You know, activation, mind muscle connection, exhausting muscle fibers. You know. So. Yeah, I mean he's right. Those those two yeah. things are very important. Very important. Um, you know, the interesting thing is he said, um, and we learned, learned about this in school is, um, you know, beginners, beginners, they don't require as much to, um, to what's the word progress. Yeah. Um, cause when you go from something from nothing to something that just that any something is going to make you improve significantly more. Right. Um, and then as you advance those games become harder and harder cause you're pushing the limit more and more unless yeah, you're, unless the, you're the doing law of diminishing returns or something. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're, you know, you're using drugs to kind of, um, yeah, that's a big thing too. Is over, override when that. you're enhanced. Yeah. yeah. Which he talks about and, you know, those kind of push those limits. But besides that, you know, uh, you're going to just have to push harder. And so he says, the, the, um, 
main thing he says to, to work on is uh, just a few different exercises that work for you and just stick to those and just push them harder and harder and harder and get those three things that we talked about. Um, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, I think there's there's times to kind of take it back and he didn't really talk about that. He didn't talk about like muscle cycles no, or training cycles. So I wonder if he's just always pushing it really hard um, as someone that's advanced like him or if he takes times off, but he didn't really acknowledge that. Well, I've noticed when I watch, because I watch his YouTube videos from time to time, like he doesn't, like I don't think he sets up like his workouts the same as say like Mike Isertel would, or like Isertel, like every, like it seems like Isertel is saying like every Monday you're going to do these same exercises and you're going to try to beat your, your reps and weight from uh, week to week. Sure. Like when I watched like uh, Meadows, and I don't know, because it's just, maybe it's just one-off videos, you know, he's making, but like he's like, all right, so today we're going to go in and we're going to do this, you know, like, it's a chest day, we're gonna, this is what we're going to try out today. Yeah. Like you just kind of like a little less organized. Yeah, a little less organized. Like it's not necessarily like the same exercises or like the same techniques. Like he's like, all right, we're just gonna like, like I think I forget what he does. He usually goes in there and does like his big mover exercise, like a big weight exercise. Um, He does something else, and then he does like an exercise usually like to lengthen the muscle. He says at the end to get a good pump. That makes sense. Yeah, because you want to do your compound movements. Yeah, but it's it's like it's you like from what I noticed, like he focuses on doing like those exercises, but like from week to week, like. I think it's not like they'd be like the same exercises, you know. Like it's not it switches up exercise yeah. a lot. Yeah, but so it seems like a little more like kind of like I said, kind of like old school bodybuilding. Sure. Like, oh, let's do this today. You know, blah, blah. Sure. No, you good. I can grab a something, but yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, so that's why I know it's from him. Okay, so yeah, the question again: How hard? Sh- how hard should you train if you're a beginner? Not very hard. And then it, the more advanced you get, harder you have to to get that same response. Uh, okay, next one, Steffi Cohen. I love her. If I can find a, I think she's Venezuelan. If I can find a jacked Venezuelan oh, chick like her with the um, eyebrow tattoo, hit me up. Because, um, yeah, I'm down with that. Anyways, um, she, I mean, yeah, she's a 20-something, like 27, 28-time world, world record holder. So she really pushes the limits, and she, she kind of says that. She's like, you have to be obsessive about it is the main thing I really got from it. Um, she says she doesn't go into the gym thinking what's the least I can do. Yeah, I like when she was talking about that. Yeah. Which is which is, is good because I feel like a lot of people, um, especially, you know, when I go to teach Group X, I could tell people that are just kind of – because usually when I do those, like, uh, group exercise workouts, I do AMRAP, you know, like timed ones. Uh, AMRAP stands for as many reps as possible if you're not familiar. And you can, you, you could, you could, it's as hard as you want to make it, right? Yeah. You could, you could cruise through it and be fine, or you could push it every single work interval and go really hard. So I think she mentioned it though, and it's important to have the distinction whether you're training for health or like performance. Yeah. So too. I was, I was about to bring that yeah. up. Um, well, uh, yeah, I'll get to that in a second, but yeah, she says, uh, going to failure is an integral part of strength training and, um, which is interesting. So she says, how hard should you train? She's trained the hardest. Um, and she says specificity is very important. Um, she's a power lifter. So training, the, what she talks about is this CNS, training that, putting those heavy loads on your body. So your your CNS, your skeletal system, it all gets used to that compression and, that, and, and um, being able to push that weight. Um, but yeah, then at the end, she kind of puts it as a caveat. If you're not, if you're just training for health and just trying to, you know, get healthier, you don't, you're not gonna 
you don't have to worry about that as much. If you're really trying to push the limits and get as strong as you can, get as powerful as you can, get as big as you can, you're going to have to be obsessive about it. And um, I would agree with that. It made me think of, um, made me think, I think she actually kind of said a variation of it, but it made me think of the Goggins thing, like most people stop at 40%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said a variation of that, like 50% or something. And 100% that's true. Uh, most people just kind of, whatever it is, they bitch yeah. out. They just One of the don't. things she mentioned that she mentioned that like, stood out to me, and she said like more or less something like, if you want to do something great, like you can't be casual about it. You know, yeah. like, it's going to take like intense work to get there. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. But one other thing that, um, to just kind of give balance to what I was saying about like Israel about like doing like the, le- the least you can for like about stimulus, blah, blah, blah. And she says like, um, what you said, like don't train or like you, you have to train. Uh, oh, you don't want to be saying like how, how little you can train or like what's the least, but, like, you, like it's not so much that you should go into the gym saying like, what's the least amount I can do, but you should go in and saying like, what's the proper amount that I should do today to set myself up well for like down the line as well. Yeah. You know I mean, like, I think that's kind of the balance of the two. So you don't want to yeah. say like, what's the least amount I do that I can get the stimulus, blah, blah, blah. And like, cause then you don't want to train too, too light, but you want to say like, what's the right amount I can do today that'll set me up better in my program for the weeks to days. Saying weeks it, to come. is it tell? Is that? Like, it's kind of like the balance of the two. Cause you know, like, yeah. That's why I say, like, is it tell? I think it's better for like those more advanced people because they understand that, like, okay, yes, I'm still be pushing hard, but I'm not gonna be like to, to someone else who's like who's a casual. Like, they're gonna be pushing hard. It looks like hard, hard, but they know they're not going to failure that. You know? Yeah. So I remember um, a long time ago, I heard is use only use the amount of weight that you need to, mm-hmm. which is a little bit different. It's like the other side of the coin where Stephanie's saying. Um, what is she trying to say? I guess she's just trying to say you got you can't just do the the amount that you you need to. Well, but and also it's two different kinds of training because Isabella like said it more from like the hypertrophy side, and then Steffi Cohen she's obviously a powerlifter so yeah, she's going different. more like the maximum yeah. strength side. So it's two different kind of um, different training styles for different for different objectives. Yeah. So um, yeah, I forgot what my point was, but I just think they're not as far out like those like different schools of thought they're not as far out as like people like think they are because like Israel's training is still intense but like the the primary driver is kind of volume i feel like yeah accumulation yeah, yeah accumulation volume. volume where hers she said um you know it's a lot you know you're probably doing maybe maximum five reps um you know a, a lot of times because you know strength again but she did she and she said to work really intense during those times um, but also she said, you know, she, you wouldn't deny having an accumulation phase where you're working more on volume and, and lighter loads is important. Um, when you're maybe more like the off season or like preseason, I guess, you know, powerlifting doesn't have an exact like off season, preseason, like, yeah. like, um, established sports, but like, say, you know, you have a meet coming up, you, you have that accumulation phase and then the building up of your main lists up to that um so yeah hopefully that made sense to me yeah okay yeah um i think that's it for steffi uh again she's great i love it um dr helms so for me i, I felt like he echoed the most of like Isertel. um He's just like he, like not accumulating too much strain to the point that you can't recover for the next workout, and um, 
Another thing is like an RPE of six or higher to grow, where you know, yeah, if you're if you're if you're just not working hard enough, you know, it's back to like that forty percent thing. If you're stopping at forty percent, that you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna have any kind of growth that you want. Um, well, that's you, pretty con- that's pretty constant with like most I hear from most people. Like I hear like that five like reps and reserves like the furthest out you want to be. Yeah. Anything less than that is, uh, or anything more than that, is probably not good enough. And like two is kind of like the sweet spot, you know, for a while. But yeah, yeah. Anything. So, yeah, that, he just uses that six RPE. I uh, hear some people say five, five RIR, you know, but like that's pretty constant. Yeah, it's like right. You know, I, I didn't, I never really thought about that, but like RPE and RIR are kind of like inverses. Yeah, they are. Where like you know, if you have like a ten RPE, I mean, you have a zero reps in reserve. Yeah, I never really uh. Thought about it. it like was Jeff Nipper like drew a little chart in the video. He yeah, did. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's where I saw it. I, yeah. I never, I know, I never thought of them as like inverses mm, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's all I have on Dr. Helms, but I liked, I liked. He has good he, stuff. Yeah, I like his stuff. And then last one's Greg Nichols. Knuckles. Knuckles, my bad. Um. Again, this is more of a powerlifting gentleman. Um. It was funny. He had he had his more broken down into sets. How hard she go during the sets versus the session in, in total, and so for um, oh jeez, I should have did better notes. <laughs> um, I can't remember what he was saying off the top of my head too much, but he has, I know he has good stuff too. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. I should probably bring it up, but he 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 um. He broke it into sets versus the whole session, and then he broke it in further further from hypertrophy to strength and um i'll, I'll talk about hypertrophy versus yeah strength. the different the different like yeah because you, pr- you push it harder if you're training for strength you know and, like if you're training for hypertrophy oh, then like volume you know like you're, you're definitely pushing the volume for the, the primary driver of hypertrophy. yeah so yeah hypertrophy, hypertrophy push closer to he says push closer to failure like a, a rpe is what he says and for exercises that are more complex um if technical breakdown is an issue, say like a squat or a deadlift, obviously if you have a technical breakdown during that, it's a little, a little bit more uh, not great. Um, and you should maybe like cut a set um, versus maybe like a like a row or a, or a bicep curl. You'll probably find you can do a little cheaty set or a rep um, versus strength. Um, you know, grinding it out is cool where you're like, like zero reps in reserve, maybe one reps in reserve. And then, but also having low stress sets like three plus reps in reserve if you're working on strength. She says to practice the skills. So I wonder if that's throughout the whole meso cycle, or just at the beginning. I mean, like I don't really do powerlifting, but I've heard like people who are focusing on like strength training and whatnot per se. Like, kind of kind of makes sense. Beginning of the week, that's when you're doing your your heavier heavier pushing it like higher intensities to failure days. And then as you're accumulating fatigue later in the week, you're doing less intensity um more technical yeah. work I, w- I wonder if like a power lifter such as himself would do like multiple like squat based workouts in a week or just do like one heavy like like grinder sets like he says um where you like zero to one reps in reserve and then later in the work just maybe do more accessory work like work on the quads and the primary muscles but just maybe doing like a leg extension or maybe sissy squats or something like that, as opposed to like a heavy barbell back squat. Um, I don't know. But, oh, for the session? Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, 
But it so compared to the other power lifter that we have kind of on here, his differs a little bit. Where he's like, sometimes you want those those really intense um, sets, and then sometimes you want less set, um, less stressful sets like three plus reps in reserve, as opposed to Steffi, where she's like, if you're in that training zone, you're pushing it hard, like however long your muscle cycle is, like she said, four, six, eight weeks, whatever it is. So that's interesting. Um, oh, but for the session, he said, you want to be fatigued but not exhausted, which is like, I don't know, that's pretty standard, but yeah. like pretty general. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it for all our people. Anything to add on that? No, I just said that uh, they're not, I don't think any of them are like, any of them conflict with each other too much, you know? Like they're just, no. They just kind of all have like their own different guidelines. Uh, but they vary a less, little bit. Yeah. But, um, but more or less, it stays. It's just, you can listen to any one of them, and your training will improve. I think. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, and then the last gentleman we'll go over is yeah, Greg Doucette. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? Doucette? Yeah, Doucette. something like that. Um, he wasn't in the video, but I think he was kind of upset that he wasn't. Well, that's because he's always trolling Jeff Nipper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, he said uh, he, in the comment session, he said he was mad that he was not asked to do it. Um, and then he said that he can't wait to make a reply video, which he might have actually put that out by now. Yeah. Because it was like about a week ago. I'm probably going to check it. Damn it. I should have, should have looked and double checked that. But, um, in the comments section, he said he agreed the most with Steffi on, um, training, uh, theory, if you will. And, um. He, he's like that push it hard kind of guy, yeah. right? Which is kind of what Steffi was saying. Like, during your accumulation phase, you might be probably not going quite as intense. But, um, I hate that kid. I don't like him. Oh, him? Yeah. He posted a lot of videos, oh, is huh? this, this is it, right? Is this, yeah, this is the... Oh, yeah. 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 Um, to... yeah, maybe we should watch that later and, I'm gonna watch and it after this. get back to you guys <laughs> on that. Um, yeah, what was I saying? Damn. He was saying mostly along the lines with uh, Steffi Cohen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, she said, like, during accumulation phase, it made me probably not quite as intense, but during that, that muscle cycle where you're trying to peak, you're pushing it real hard, which from I don't know him super well, but from what I do, he's kind of that ilk, if you will. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of, at the end of the day, how hard should you train, Josh? Well, it definitely is harder than last time. That's still true, right? What do you mean? Harder than last time. Oh, every session I mean, even build upon itself? Even though uh, Greg Doucette likes calling out Jeff Nippard and uh, Mike Isertel for their whatever, like, their, their protocol is still harder than last time because they're still adding sets. 100%. You know? But, the, but there's times that you uh, take it back a notch. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I, th- I think... Greg Doucette knows that, and but I, I think like a lot of what he does is just to get clicks and troll and have fun. He should love that. Yeah, because he's got his masters, and like I, when you listen to him talk, he's like, "Yeah, you need to you know take a deal, blah, blah blah." Like he says all that, but then he just goes off on these like kind of entertaining tangents, you know, kind of like Alex Jones almost. You know, like I think he's really just well, playing, he's playing. like he's a social media fitness person. Yeah, so you need to meet, have like kind of like a personality, yeah. like an like an angle. Yeah. You know? So I think Doucette agrees more with those guys than uh, he lets on. He's just kind of doing this thing, you know. Yeah. He needs, like, the internet needs a bad guy type, almost, or the ones to go after him. Sure. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, because he just says, like, some uh, inflammatory shit sometimes, you know, about Jeff Nippard or his girlfriend, you know. Mm-hmm. So. I still love her name, 
Butter was it Buttermore? Some Butter, like Butter, something. Yeah. Great name. Great name. But yeah, it's uh. So yeah, I, I mean, even his stuff is good too. You know, like most people, like I said, the casuals, like if you tell them they need to train harder than last time, like that's probably a good message for them too. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's. I think it's really just about having a structured plan, being intentional with your training, mm-hmm. and then training harder than last time too. However, which way you do that, having an intentional plan with specific goals for whatever reason. Um, training harder than last time, and then resting once you push it to failure. Yeah, I agree with that. Of these five people, I probably agree the most with uh, Isertel and Steffi. Um, yeah, they're, they're both saying the same kind of thing, I think. But Steffi doesn't work. She's kind of coming from more of a powerlifting background, and then Isertel is coming more from a hypertrophy background. You have to change it slightly. But I agree, most people don't work very hard. And what stuff he's in, and Isertel with the starting off slow at the beginning of the muscle cycle and then finishing hard at the end of the muscle cycle, I think is very yeah. important. Those two concepts probably the most. All right, that's it for our topic. Um, we'll move on to just some, uh, just some like current events and whatnot. Uh, where should we start? We do Cuomo. Well, f- well, first before I actually get current events, I just want to say. I got my new LB Certified Fitness shirts, so that's pretty cool. Um, business is booming, as they say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, got, I got a good chunk of them. They were pretty cheap. It was cool. So I'm giving out to all my clients. If anyone out there is listening to this podcast, anyone, just let me know. I'll if send anyone you. is listening, I, I will, I will <laughs> s- let, let us know. <laughs> yeah, that too. But also, if you're listening, let me know if you want a shirt too. I'll uh I'll look that up. Um, I'll find you. <laughs> I, I, I will find you. I will come to you. Um, yeah, you know, just working. It's, it's honestly already working out pretty good. Uh, actually, just this morning, uh, both myself and my client, we were over at Hartwell Park and we were training and we were wearing our shoots or whatever. And then this lady, because you know, up and down Hartwell, there's a ton of people like walking, their dogs running, cycling or whatever. And there's this lady that comes by quite frequently. And today she stopped and just said, oh, hey, what's up? Hey, do you have a card? Which I have cards too, businessman. And just gave her my card because she said her, I think, mother-in-law had knee replacement surgery or something and needed to get moving or whatever. I was like, bet, hit me up. So hopefully she does. But, you know, just like you're just wearing the shirt and, you know, you're doing your thing. People are like, hey, let's uh, give it a try. So um, that's pretty cool. Got the shirts. Um... Next, one last thing before current events is I got, I don't think I talked about this last time. I got the uh, Inertia Wave. You saw that? Yeah. Have you like, have you seen like videos on it? it. Yeah, I've seen it. What do you think of it? Do you know much about it? I don't know. It seems like a Battle Ropes 2.0. Yeah, but it's better. That's why I said 2.0, dog. Yeah. Updated model. Sure, (laughs) sure, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole concept. That's kind of how they sell it. Um, it's, It's so hard. It's so hard. Um, the, con- the concept is, so battle ropes, they're cool, but, you know, I never really thought about it. There's a, kind of a couple problems. One is usually they're really heavy. So, like, for a lighter person, it just becomes so hard to even, like, lift it and, like, slap it down. Um, you know, you, you have, just have bad form. They're just, like, rolling all over the place. They, they're shrugging their shoulders, and then, like, they're not whipping it properly. For someone, you know, a little bit bigger or better conditioning, it's all right. 
Um, but then number two is when you whip it, all the energy kind of dissipates into the, um, the ground and you just kind of lose it. Versus the inertia wave, the whole, like its namesake is that inertia, that energy you're producing, it retains in the rubber bands. So when you're, however, whatever kind of wave pattern you're doing, there's multiple different waves, all that energy is requiring your, your superficial, um, core muscles to stabilize muscles m m muscles <laughs> sorry Ugh. can't talk um muscles to stabilize and um it's really cool plus as someone myself i'm a mobile trainer now i gotta move stuff around battle ropes are kind of a bitch to move there you know if you ever if you ever wrap them up and like put them in a little circle thing like that they're pretty heavy like and they're, they're kind of they're kind of bulky and not great to move around so um it's you know it's just two rubber bands basically um so it's pretty sick and it just it, it gasses you so quick like just doing it for like 45 seconds a minute um like full full speed you're using so many um muscle groups you're, you're gassed like immediately so it's super good for conditioning metabolic conditioning um big fan i can't wait to use it more personally Again, as soon as I'm done with this uh, triathlon, yeah. One of my clients, I had him do it, and the next day, well, it was two days later, I saw him again, and he said his core was still, like, sore, like, beat up just from using it. Hmm. So it's pretty wild. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Uh, anyways, that's it there. Um, all right, next current event. Uh, Mr. Brett Contreras, he, uh, I saw your comment on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, Mr. Brett Contreras, the glue guy, based down in, um, based down in San Diego, California, the glute lab, he had just posted maybe about a week ago that, uh, he was, he was leaving, he was leaving California. Another one, another one bites the dust. Mm -hmm. He's out of here. Uh, I read his... His comment, he seemed real upset about it. He, he moved here. He said he moved a lot of his family to San Diego. And now, just because, you know, all the restrictions on business due to COVID in California, it's just not it's just not viable for him anymore, I guess. Well, yeah, he was coming after California and, like, low-key, what he was saying? Like, all the taxes that they're going Yeah, taxes, too. And then, yeah. like, the disdain for law enforcement as well, you know? Yeah. Like he was yeah. saying, like, I just can't be part of this anymore. Like, that was pretty, you know, for, yeah. like, Someone like that to leave, like that's pretty big. And yeah, I mean, it just echoes on so many other people that I know that have left. Um, you know, I think of Ben Shapiro, I think of Joe Rogan, I think of um, Joey Diaz. Well, he doesn't. I think it's mainly just misses his family. I don't think it's as big as the other problems. Um, who else? I can't think. Um, Theo Vaughn. Oh, he leave California? Uh, sorta. He's like. He's not hasn't officially left, but he's living a lot in Nashville. Mm. They can do they can do comedy there, so mm. he does comedy there. That's kind of like the um, same thing. What's going on in New York? New York's having a problem with like all like the rich leaving New York. Yeah, you know Elon Musk, right? He's left. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just you're you're making such restrictions on business. That's unfortunate. So he's moving to Las Vegas. He said he was gonna write like an ebook or something, which will be cool. And he's going to make the Glute Lab 
Double better version. Eight. Yeah. In Vegas eventually. He had some other plans. I can't remember exactly. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate. You hate to see it, but like, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, like I said, another one bites the dust. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. Next, yeah, we do the Cuomo um, dumbbell. So what do you think? Is it real or not? 100% fake. No, right? It was no a 100-pound sh- dumbbell. The way he was holding it and kind of just moving, like just the pressing, he yeah. might be able to do that for sure. But the way he was kind of moving around, it was just like, that looked super sick. Yesterday, sus. before I went to bed, just was surfing around YouTube. I just saw like this random video from this page. I don't know if you heard it, like more plates, more dates it's called. No. But this guy just like... He just he was just calling it out, like saying like, "How could anyone believe this is real?" And then he showed a clip of like this jacked ass, like supposedly famous, maybe in the nineties or two thousands, like bodybuilder curling a hundred pound dumbbells, and like just seeing like how much he was like kind of like, struggling, like he was, yeah, he I was mean, curling them, but like he was like it was really rough for him. And if you watch Cuomo do it, he's like hammer curling them like super easy. Yeah, yeah, and it's like yeah, yeah. I didn't even need to watch that clip to like see like the first time when I saw it on Joe Rogan's podcast to like see him moving. I was like, and that is not Joe thought it was real. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, that makes me question a lot. Like, I don't know if he's just fucked up that day or what, but like, like is he super high dude, or what? Or is like, it his Spotify handlers telling him he can't go after CNN? Or <laughs> like, what is it? Um, I doubt that. Uh, <laughs> I think he was just, I don't know. Because he was kind of doing like a, like a comparison to like, oh, I, you said like I could do um something that was kind of around that weight. Did he say like a clean press or some shit? Yeah, I think he did, which is a cleaner press is so much different than yeah. a hammer curl yeah. or a shoulder press. Yeah, I could maybe see him possibly doing a, a shoulder press, and he was kind of doing a half rep. I yeah. could kind of maybe see that. But the way he was moving, it's like it wasn't like strenuous at all. Right, and then also the hammer curls. Like, I bet most people out there have never even lifted a hundred pound dumbbell. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Um, it's extremely, it's extremely heavy. Yeah, it's a hundred pounds. I mean, yeah. I don't know what to, t- I don't know what to tell <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Um, like it's challenging just to kind of like, like I, I borrowed the hundred pound dumbbell from, uh, the Y my, my fucking nose is so itchy. I don't know why too much Coke. Um, <laughs> I, I borrowed the hundred pound dumbbell from, from the Y at the beginning of quarantine and I was using it and even just to get it up into like a goblet squat position to, to like the goblet position to do a squat. It's like getting it up is like not easy. Yeah. I wonder what Como says. Like, did he just like? Cause like, yeah, I, did I thought, he it, huh? Did he acknowledge it? I don't know. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. But like, like I thought it was because it says his name on it too. Like, like if I was like, yeah, maybe, that too. Maybe he just got it as a prop and fun. I was like, oh yeah, like, like this. Like, yeah. he wasn't taking it seriously himself. And like that, I could believe. But if he actually like thought like if he was like, oh yeah, like look at this. Like, I got. If he was serious about it, then like that's ridiculous. I, you know? I, f- I forgot about that. Yeah, his name was on it. So like, if it was just like a standard like Umax or. I don't know, whatever, really yeah. d- name brand, dumbbell. Uh, maybe it would be more believable, but it has his name on it. So that means he had it probably custom made. So then you could have, if you made it yourself or you had it ordered, yeah. you could literally make it just like 20 pounds and say 100. And yeah. Then, yeah. So it's like, you know, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's not I, real 100 pounds. 100% not. I would have to agree. Um, that's it there. Next is... um. The Cameron Haynes podcast on the JRE, which, uh, did you listen to that one? I might listen to a clip or two, that's it. Okay. Um, damn, I wish, I couldn't find the, the girl's name. Let me try and look it up on Instagram real quick. Um, but yeah, he talked, the, he, they talked about a lot of stuff, like, you know, training to go hunt or whatever, but the two people he's trained with recently, 
Uh, Courtney Dillwater. You know her, right? I think I saw her on his Instagram. That's it. Yeah, she was. She's the like super endurance ultra marathon runner lady. Mm. What's that big ass trail? It's like hundreds of miles long. Uh, Damn, I wish I did better research for this. This is unfortunate. Like the only like ultra race I know is like the Moab 240 or whatever. No, no, it's like a trail. Um, damn it. Dang, nabbit. One second, one second. Hang tight with us here. It'll probably be somewhere in his his um Insta Insta feed. But um, anyways, he he um went and trained with Courtney Dolwater. Uh. It was either before or after she did the the giant ass trail, but um, she's like, she's just insane. She was on the JRE one time like a few years ago. Her diet is like complete shit. She eats like nachos and like skittles and stuff, and like oh, runs shit. like hundreds of miles, and um, like wins big races, <laughs> and um, she did she did the trail. I had I should have done better research, but the the um. It was like hundreds of miles, and the, the record was, I believe, nine days or eight days, and she wanted to beat it by a whole day, and she had like a crew with her, like four P five people out there running with her, and she ultimately ended up getting so hypoxic, because it was at altitude, I believe. It was, she ended up getting so hypoxic um, that she... Ended up having to stop the race. Well, it wasn't really a race. It was more, yeah, I guess a race. She was just kind of racing the world record time. She had to end up, end up ending the race. So your your blood saturation is supposed to be like around 100%, like high 90s at least, 95 to 100 um, oxygen saturation in your blood. And then when it drops down to like low 90s, like high 80s, it starts to become a problem. And she was like in the seventies of of oxygen saturation, and um, they said if she didn't get to the hospital and you know get on a, a ventilator or not a ventilator but like just O two to just pump oxygen in there, she could have um, she could have died basically. It just uh, essentially just choked to death essentially because yeah, she was hypoxic, right? So you're just not getting enough oxygen to your brain. Yeah. So you just have a uh, ischemic stroke and just and just fall over. So I was like, Jesus Christ. And okay, so the um physiology yeah. is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it so interesting? Yeah, it's I mean, wild. I suck at it, but it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'd say you're much better than the average person. The average person I'm better at, but put me in the classroom and I'm like, SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> SpongeBob. <laughs> um, no, but the reason I bring this up is he was talking about like like pain, basically, like your threshold for pain. And he was explaining like that kind of pain where it's like over, yeah, she tried, she was trying to do it over a week. So it's kind of like this mild kind of pain for, for a long period of time versus I believe, I believe it's Emma, Emma Coburn. Yeah. Oh, there, here we go. Em, Emma Coburn. She's the, um, world, world silver, silver in two. 2019 world champion 2017 olympic bronze in 2016 for the steeplechase which is this do you know what the steeplechase is you, you know what the track like some tracks they'll have that like divot with the with the thing there with the um 
the hurdle to jump over and then that divot that comes oh, down. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. fill it up with water. Yeah, That's yeah. a steeplechase where they jump over that shit. Yeah. So she's she's like one of the best in the world at the steeplechase. And I believe it's 3,000 meters. I can't remember the exact distance, but it's shorter, right? Or no, I think it's a mile. But in she or somewhere around there. But it's a shorter race, right? And um, I guess she went, he went and did a run with her. It was a little bit shorter distance because she doesn't, you know, do that ultra marathon stuff. But he kind of just, just like talked to her about that kind of pain. And she said uh, that her mentality when she goes through is it, she just pushes it. You know, when you're sprinting and it just like fucking sucks and just mm-hmm. it burns. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm like, how do you, he asked that, like, how do you get past that? He's like, and she's like, mentally, I just know that it's going to take this long. I think it's like, she does it in like eight or nine minutes. She's like, I know it's just going to take this long and it's going to suck for that amount of time. And then once I'm done, I'm just done and it's, it's fine. I'll be okay. Um, versus Courtney Dowalter where it's, you know, for multiple days, not going to, not getting a lot of sleep really. And that's just like that dull kind of, you're at like just a mm-hmm. real easy pace, like a jog basically. Yeah. But it's, it just, how do you Where get past that pain? Yeah. I can't remember exactly what she said. Fuck. But um, the differences in the mentality of, you know, trying to really push performance is uh, interesting. Yeah, I thought. depending on what. Because you can't use that. It's only going to last this long when you're running for days on the Right, <laughs> right. A slow I, wish I, I wish I could remember. Because it's not like you can speed up to get it done quicker. Like, no, you it's like, foot, you know. Yeah, I think I remember. I think I think that's exactly what she said. She was just like, "This is like, it's just gonna, it's just gonna kind of keep sucking, and it's not gonna be that bad." But I'm just gonna keep pushing. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, it's and that different. that kind of stuff that would mentally just, I couldn't handle that. Yeah, that's the stuff you find though when you do stuff like a triathlon or a marathon. Though like, you have those points where you're like, uh, but not even a triathlon even isn't even that. It's like well, I'm going trying to go for three hours, even if I don't get three hours. It's gonna be maybe a little bit longer than that. That's for like days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's obviously an extreme, you know. But I don't know. But yeah, I thought that was interesting with my race coming up. Is just like the mentality going into it, and how to how to how to deal with that. Um, but anyways, uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything else in that podcast. I don't think so. <laughs> It's just insane how um, they could be like six, seven miles out and they just have to put like 100 pounds of meat on their back and just like walk. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a whole nother thing yeah, too. Yeah, that's intense. I don't know how I can do that. Yeah. That, that would be my like last thing to complete like my Joe Roganisms <laughs> is like get into no, hunting. it's DMT, dude. Oh yeah, DMT. I can do that too. But... We do gotta get elk, elk hunting with a bow. Yeah. Bow hunting. That's not something you can kind of just start doing though, you know? Elk hunting? Yeah. I'd be down. You, yeah, but I mean, like, you, I need to be in my thirties, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you need to learn how to like shoot a bow first. Yeah, which is gonna take years. I'll be out there just like and then, shooting fools off the castle and shit. Off the castle. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta learn. Yeah, you gotta learn how to, you know, shoot a bow and then learn how to like survive outside, and then like. Find a good place to go. And then how to find bears. And then how to find <laughs> bears. How to find elk. Yeah, how to find elk. bears. <laughs> well, avoid, he goes bear hunting too, how to right? Avoid bears. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Whatever you're trying to, whatever you're trying to shoot, you know, like learn how to track it. It's like it's a big commitment. Yeah, but he, he does that shit like multiple times a year. Yeah. For for many years, that was one of the things he talked about was his like longevity in the game, if you will, 
is um just the 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 shape that he's in where it it doesn't affect his decision making as much as opposed to someone that's not quite as in shape then you're gonna make shittier decisions which then ultimately decreases your chances probably of getting the animal that you want opposed to being in real good shape and then making the proper decisions and putting yourself in the best position possible so i thought that was uh interesting um yeah i think that's it in the camera hands I should probably let you know what I want to talk about so you can watch this thing. <laughs> That's all right. Um, okay, we're in like a little over a minute. One last thing I want to talk about is uh, is Ian Smith. He's a gym owner in New Jersey and Bel Belmore, I think is how you pronounce it. This dude, I love him. You probably like him too. Yeah, he's I, not, yeah. I, you know him? Yeah, he didn't close down his gym. Yeah. 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 Do you follow him? Some Fox News all the time. Oh, was he really? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I just follow his Instagram. He, yeah, so he's, yeah, he's just fucking hates um, Governor <laughs> Governor Murphy. He's always talking shit to him. And he always, he's like, every once in a while, he posts this picture of like a paper that says like, last time I checked, it was 50,000 free COVID visits. And then they f over this whole time, they find him over $288,000 uh, for staying open. So that, I mean, how insane is that? Yeah, I mean, it's almost like, the fact that it's real is it's insane. Cause, like, that's, like, laughable. Like, who the fuck are these guys? You know, who like, the, who the fuck, fuck is the government, you know? Like, yeah. Who the fuck are you? Do it, do it, do it. Who the... <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? I'll try my best. Who the fuck is this guy? Um, But, yeah, it's... I don't know where the government's getting not Like, governor, whatever the fuck his name is. It should be Murphy. Newsom, because Newsom's an idiot, too. But Murphy, yeah, they're both kumquats. Uh, <laughs> like, where the fuck do they get off at, you know? like Yeah, where do you... You don't have no right to do that. Yeah. You have no right to find someone for your made-up rules. Yeah. You just it's made some shit up. It's fucking insane. Like, fuck you. And ultimately, I keep bringing this up and people forget about it. But the reason this whole quarantine thing started was to flatten the curve. When was the last time you heard about flatten the curve, I know, bro? 14 days is what it takes. Oh, my goodness. I, just, I don't even want to get on a whole COVID tangent right now. But you're like... you're you're. It's obviously turned into this like personal vendetta against him, where they just keep trying to find him and like make an example yeah, out of him. But it's ego. like it's a huge ego thing where you have this power. You're like, we're gonna shut everyone down, and then like the COVID. You know, they never said the 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 quarantine was gonna make the COVID go away, right? Um, it probably never will. It'll always be kind of a thing around that people are gonna get. But what was my point? Um, the whole quarantine thing. Yeah, it was. What the fuck was I saying? I don't even know. Well, just the fact that, like, we've, uh, like, whatever, yeah, the curve got flattened. Like, the guy closed down initially for, like, that amount of time. I think he even closed down longer than 14 days. And then, like, when the government, like, the government kept saying, like, oh, we're going to keep extending. He's like, yo, fuck this. Like, I, yeah, you're just, you're trying to. You're abusing to, your power. Yeah, and you're, yeah, oh, that's what I was going to say. Power. Is, you're, you, once you get the power, you don't want to release, release it. Yeah. And then, you know, you're fucking all these businesses for no fault of their own. And, you know, so many people have gone out of business. Yes, Hopefully yes. the Lakewood YMCA will, but that's yet to be seen. <laughs> um, and you're, you're finding them, trying to, you know, it's it's insane. And, you know, a big thing he talks about is, like, uh, just, he, I think he tweets them, but he reposts them on his Instagram. It's just being a man. And, like, this bitch-ass mentality of, like, hide in your house and, like, follow rules and 
do the whole mask thing and like whatever. That's bitch shit. Yeah. And um, so many men nowadays are just fucking bitches. Facts. <laughs> are just fucking bitches, you yeah. know? Like you talk to someone and you're just like, you're a bitch, bro. You're a fucking bitch. Yeah. You're, you're so weak. You couldn't do anything. Yeah. And it's like everyone's afraid to like express their opinion. And, and the big thing he talks about is competing against other guys. And a lot of a lot of guys just don't have that. Um, and that's a big reason why I want to do this triathlon. Um, you know, is to compete against other people. And just whole masculinity. Mask, mask, I can't fuck masculinity. Say, masculinity thing has just disappeared. Like everyone's just turned into little bitches. That yeah, just it's like oh, the war on masculinity or the war on men. Yeah, like, and it's whole just, like tox, toxic masculinity. And then idea. whenever I t- whenever I talk about not wearing a mask, or whatever people people are just like, uh, like you're just what I mean. What, you're selfish or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, like you know, you you're putting other people at risk or whatever. It's like no, you, they're putting themselves in risk. I didn't do anything to them. You you're the one that did it. You're the one that's fat and prehypertensive and <laughs> yeah. You have bad knees because you're fucking weight. You're overweight. Yeah. You know, like I didn't do that to you. You did it. And you're not taking responsibility for it. You're not being a man. Yeah. So, anyways, I just had to go on that rant real quick because I really I really appreciate what he's saying and I and I agree with it and it's just like everyone's just fucking bitches nowadays. That's that's all those politicians are. Yeah. Guys that just wouldn't dare say a thing to you in person but since they got into this position somehow they're doing all this sneaky shit yeah fucking people that actually do something for a yeah. living you know yeah they work for a living so yeah. fuck them you know yeah anyways jesus christ i just went out a huge rant there <laughs> I like it. <sighs> gotta fucking breathe i like it anyways all right I have a client in like 20 minutes, and we've done a minute, an hour, and 10 minutes, so that's pretty good. That is. Yeah. We, we had a topic. That's pretty solid. I know. Maybe next time we'll talk about what's-his-face's response. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's it, dude. So don't be bitches, all right? Don't be a bitch. Fucking take responsibility. Do some shit. Extreme ownership. Extreme ownership. Jocko. Jocko. Haynes. Goggins. I'm just going to be... Thinking about all that shit while I'm doing my triathlon this Sunday. <laughs> I'm fucking getting three hours. Let's do it. All right. This has been the Performance Academy podcast with Zach and Josh. We'll see you guys next time. Deuces.